0: Welcome to another episode of Strictly Business, Variety's podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders about the business of media and entertainment. I'm Todd Spangler with Variety. Today, our guest is Aaron Levitz, General Manager of Wattpad Studios. Wattpad launched in 2007 with a simple vision, to create a community where people could publish their own stories and let other people read them. Today, it has more than 80 million monthly users, with just under 1 billion uploads to the platform. In 2016, the Toronto-based company formed Wattpad Studios as a way to identify and develop the most popular stories for film, TV, and books. Some of the stories that were first shared on Wattpad include The Kissing Booth, which has become a movie franchise on Netflix, Light as a Feather, which became a Hulu series, and the viral hit After by Anna Todd, a young adult romance that originally featured characters based on members of One Direction, which became a book series, And in 2019, a hit indie movie. Thank you for joining me today, Aaron.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it.
0: So let's start. Give us a snapshot about what's Wattpad Studios is all about.
1: For sure. I mean, you talked about the 80 million users we have coming to the platform every month and they're finding stories they love, uh, in every genre imaginable, from romance to science fiction, uh, fantasy to horror, and subgenres that we haven't even thought up of yet, and audiences exceptionally powerful in this moment of entertainment disruption that we're seeing, you know, day after day in the headlines as the industry change, and we feel if we listen to audiences that we have a better chance of success. You know, you spoke about after being a, a viral hit. I mean, we just opened uh this week actually in, in europe and we're basically the number one number two movie across the continent uh beating new mutants out pretty handily and intended and in a lot of places so that just shows the power that audience has and wapad studios was built on something very simple that if we listen to audience and look at the data behind what they love why they love it and really understand what drew them to that story that franchise that series um we have a better chance of success in the industry as we adapt those stories. Um, And that audiences will travel from our platform to box offices like they showed with After, to streaming platforms, to TV. And um, it's that simple notion that audiences will really drive the future of a lot of entertainment that Wattpad Studios is born of.
0: Okay. And um, so the story about the genesis of Wattpad Studios is that you sat down with your CEO, Alan Lau. And you said, Hey, look at this data. Um, our story. And I think it was after, um, was the story you're referring to. It had basically like half, half the engagement that, uh, YouTube had on one direct, uh, the one direction page on YouTube. Um, and that was like the aha moment for you. I mean, is that, is that really how it happened?
1: Yeah, no, that actually really is how it happened. Um, I was sitting with Alan, uh, in a dark corner of a cafe and, you know, Alan and I had known each other for a little bit and he started showing me some of the things going on in Wattpad. And, you know, he showed me this one story. It was, it was one, it was about One Direction. It was this one story. And I did some math in my head and I pulled up a video that One Direction had released about three, four weeks earlier. And I said, your site, and you know, this is seven, eight years ago, almost. So, you know, we were not at the 80 million users we had today. Uh, And this one site that most people in the world don't know has about half the engagement as the biggest One Direction YouTube video right now. This is more than reading and writing. This is entertainment and emotion. And this needs to have stories adapted into other formats, whether it is film, TV, digital, gaming. You know, we we have our own publishing division called Wattpad Books, where we're taking those stories and editing them and publishing, putting them on shelves. And... That this community is rabid for this kind of content, um, mm-hmm. and you know, to this day, that is what we're doing. We're looking at the best stories on Wattpad and and seeing them adapted and seeing success in markets all over the world. You know, from LA to Singapore, uh, we're developing you know fifty plus projects right now with that same idea in mind that fans are going to follow what they love.
0: Hmm. So you work with a variety of different studios and production companies um, on various projects in various stages of. Development, right? Uh, you've worked with Universal Content Productions, I think, E1, um, just to name a couple. Uh, what What do you bring to the table, I and mean, why couldn't they just go onto Wattpad and find uh, a hot story and do do a deal that way?
1: Um, we've amassed, you know, dozen dozen plus partnerships around the world, like you said, you know, and we're we're developing, I think, ten or eleven languages right now. Um, uh, with those partners. And they come to us for really simple reason. You know, you mentioned it. There are a billion plus uploads on the platform. Uh, it is daunting if you just go on by yourself and hope you find a big story. And look, you'll find one, but you actually don't know. Is that story big because the audience finished the story a million times? Or did a million people read the first chapter? Was it big five years ago? Or is it big today? How does that sit in the overall size of what's going on on Wattpad. And it's our access to under not only the data itself, you know, but understanding story. And we use um, a program called Story DNA that we've developed in-house to kind of it's our words for understanding the story through data. And it is about the biggest sometimes, but it's also about using machine learning to understand contextually why that story is important, looking at the emotional ups and downs in that story, understanding subtext through commenting. Um, it's really this beautiful mix of art and science that my team uses um, to fully understand why stories fit in an ethos of entertainment around the world, and then finding the right partners to bring them there. And so had partners,
0: okay. Well, I was just going to ask, it, it, it's not just a matter of looking at the raw number of reads or the total time spent, because that's that's only one layer of the onion, I guess.
1: Exactly, and you know reads is you know what everyone sees when they come on the website. I mean, I guess it's equivalent to a a view on a streaming site, um, but that's actually not what we use to be predictive, and then the temporal aspect of how how quickly when did those reads happen, and the engagement time, which is really what we get down to that you mentioned. you know we want to know how much time people spent reading the story, not if they you know read one chapter and and bounced out um, so at the end of the day, it's that almost X-ray vision we have of why these stories are important to fans that our partners kind of thrive around and really continue to come to us for. So it, it is so much more than just understanding. You know, we, we would never send a, a, a partner just a spreadsheet with some numbers and say, here you go, have fun. I hope you're good okay. at Excel. You know, we're really using a content strategy to understand those stories and be able to speak an entertainment language back and forth with our partners.
0: So what the studio is looking for and matching that up with what the data shows you. Yeah. Um, and
1: sometimes teaching them things that they didn't know about. You know, we, we we talk about the micro and the macro a lot at Wattpad, the micro being, I can use data to find a big story. Like that's easy. I can find, tell you the biggest story on our platform, you know, something like, you know, she's with me, which is, which is just a massive story on the platform. Um, but then we get to see kind of the macro, which is the global trends that are either trends or movements that we're seeing by audiences around the world that can point to something that, is kind of bubbled under the surface so in a moment where um we're seeing women empowerment across the world as as being such a huge movement um we see things like kick-ass women-led action stories rising to the top you know things around like street fighters and just action heroes in general and we find a story called perfect addiction from that um Mm -hmm. that is in itself massive and so it's not always just about looking at, you know, oh, this story is really big. But it's often looking at the trends and how that fits into a global uh, subconscious of entertainment, really, mm-hmm. and helping studios see things that they may have missed
0: altogether. Now, are there particular genres that pop on Wattpad? I mean, seem to have a lot of young adult stuff, maybe some fantasy, sci-fi. I mean, this is, you know, uh, genres that are maybe. Um, endemic to you know kind of kind of user generated uh, fiction right or or does it span the gamut from from everything from romance to horror and 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 in between
1: uh, i mean it really does span the gamut um you know we have four million plus writers on the platform um and while some are drawn to romance and some are drawn to horror some are drawn to writing elevated drama um there really is a story for everyone on wattpad and once you find it we're going to hope that you find more of that. Um, I think our job on the studio is to understand why certain genres are popping at any given time. You know, why is there a sudden spike in fantasy? Is it driven because there's one big story? You know, something phenomenal like Given, uh, which is a book we released earlier this year, or is it being driven by an overall general interest rise in fantasy? You know, we obviously have genres that are bigger. You know, uh, romance is the largest entertainment and publishing. Uh, genre in the world um so you know that's going to be huge on our platform but just because a horror story is as big as our biggest romance story doesn't mean we don't have the biggest horror writing community in the world as well so we really and, and you spoke about our partners it is about understanding what they're most interested in you know what gets them out of bed in the morning to invest in projects for you know three to seven years as we get them to screen and make sure that we're finding them the best of that so if you want the best horror maybe we find the Hound, which is, you know, something we announced a little earlier this year, which is a phenomenal horror story, LGBTQ plus uh, uh, driven story um, that wasn't necessarily the biggest, but it's just like a really amazing story we're going to tell on screen.
0: Okay. So the, you mentioned She's With Me, that's uh yeah. that's the, that's a big, uh, that's a big thing. Jessica Consolo is the author yes. of that yeah um, so when you take a look at that, I mean, um, what are the prospects for that? What's the process by which you either approach the writer um, or you know start to start to move this forward as a potential bigger project?
1: Yeah, for sure. so that's that's uh, a really great thing to kind of talk about. that I think differentiates us a little bit is in work with our writers to begin with. Um, so I have a uh, management team on my studio that is out there working with our writers directly. I mean, you, you have to imagine a lot of our writers didn't mean to become some of the most influential authors in the world. They had an idea for a first chapter and built this phenomenal fandom. Um, and so we really have to educate them of what it means to go to the the next step. If you want to go into the business of entertainment, the business of publishing, what it means to grow your story further. So we always start by engaging that writer, right? And making sure that this is something they're interested in. You know, it's it's never, uh, uh, there's never a case where we just take a writer's story and say, okay, we're off, we'll see you later, or we do deals with them. There's, there's opt-in by them. Um, and once we figure out, you know, what motivates them, what interests them, what the most important parts of the story are to them and what the most important parts of the story is to their audience, because, you know, while our writers aren't looking at the ones and zeros often that we are from the data standpoint. They definitely know the moment that their audience went out of control with engagement. They know the moment they posted a chapter and their Twitter feed broke. So, mm. you know, we talk to them to understand their story better. And then we start figuring out, you know, where it fits. What, what does it mean? You know, we read a story and say, there's nice three acts, this is a film, she's with me is definitely series worthy. And, you know, we set it up with Sony TV, uh, who's one of our partners mm. right now. Um, and you know, the book came out, uh, last fall and the second in the series is coming out right now through Wattpad books. And it's, it's been a great success for both us and Jessica. And it is about not just understanding what the fans liked about it, but being able to go to the fans again and saying, Hey, this book's on the shelf, uh, go buy the book, support your authors, support your favorite authors. And they're, they're doing it in droves.
0: Yeah. So so it (laughs) should be this virtuous circle.
1: We, and that's what we're seeing, you know, it's really to use a really terrible buzzword it's a great ecosystem that we get to create for our, for authors careers for writers careers
0: now to what extent I'm curious do you see people coming to Wattpad and I don't know they're essentially you know writing with an eye toward a screenplay or something like that I mean is there any sort of that dynamic going on where um uh, you know, someone has their eye on on becoming a, a a published author or turning it into a movie or book, uh, I, or movie or a TV show.
1: Yeah, I think I think we're starting to see that more and more. And and not only that, you know, we've found very accomplished screenwriters who have who have uh, been writing under pseudonyms and, uh, uh you know, plum, like new names that they they want to oh, write really? under on the platform. Yeah, and you know, I think. Four or five years ago, you know, you would have started hearing about After, we actually had some success with one of the most popular uh, YA shows in the Philippines for six seasons actually called Wattpad Presents. Um, and so you started seeing people from around the world take notice go, oh, maybe this is a path. But I think today with the success we've had, you know, through WAPAD books uh, uh, and previously in working with, you know, publishers around the world, we've published hundreds of books now in different countries around the world um, with the success of things like After, Kissing Booth, uh, Light as a Feather. You know our success in Southeast Asia. Announcements like our, you know, our first show coming and slow dancing in Singapore. I think more and more we are seeing writers who are saying, "Okay, well, this is another outlet." And in a world that's so gatekept, the chance to create your own success by building your own community and having an audience stand behind you is now much more powerful than just throwing your screenplay or your idea to an agent, hoping mm-hmm. it gets on someone's desk at a studio. And I think. That's what really sets what we're seeing, the storytelling on out apart. It's being told by people who don't see their story on screens, they don't see it on shelves. There's no one telling them not to write that because it won't make a good movie or won't make a good TV show. And it's that ability to write where your imagination takes you that really is building these beautiful stories that you, know, you just aren't seeing anywhere else. And that's where the art and science comes together. Right? Mm. It's beautiful, emotional capturing stories and the audience backing them. Uh,
0: So you're saying Hollywood screenwriters are are anonymously posting stuff on, on Wattpad. Um, well, if it's anonymous, how do you know who they are?
1: Uh, I've come forward when so we know to let us know. Um, we definitely can't tell who they are uh, if they don't do that, uh, but you know, through the grapevine, and you know my my great team in in LA, we've heard many a story of, of people coming on the platform and writing that novel they always want to write, or taking a screenplay and turning it into a short story that uh, will kind of help their to get that screenplay made.
0: Yeah, and this is happening. Um, I I think you talked about this earlier about uh, you know productions have shut down with um, the coronavirus, and so you know here's a way to to sort of flex your creative muscle. I mean, uh, I guess you welcome them to the platform.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, every screenwriter has a million ideas. And some of the ideas they're most passionate about, maybe they didn't get picked up the first time, but the chance to come and write it as a screenplay or or write it as a short story, which we hear a lot about, um, novelize it even, Um, a chance to build your own audience and show that there's validity in your idea. That's what Wattpad is about. You know, you don't have to ask anyone's permission to. Have fans on Wattpad? You create them yourself with beautiful storytelling. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, let's talk about um, a recent deal you did um, for a project called Float. Um, it's a new film based on the hit Wattpad story of the same name. You're working with Colony Pictures, which uh, was the company behind Netflix's Code Eight. So, tell me how this came about, um, and you know what uh, what are, what are we looking for? What's what, what can we expect out of this?
1: Yeah, this is really exciting project for us. I mean, as you called out, Colony uh, Pictures did Code 8. Uh, it was, you know, number one movie on Netflix for a while uh, earlier this year. Um, and it, it came about because, you know, I think we both have a really similar vision to, um how we want to change how entertainment is made. You know, we both feel we're kind of leading in new models for success built around fan engagement. I think you know I've, I've talked a little bit about ours already, but um you know, Colony for Code Eight raised you know, two point four million dollars uh, through crowdfunding, and it was kind of the, I believe like the second largest campaign of all time across all crowdfunding platforms. And they they realized that if they built that fan base early. And all through just a short they did around the concept um, that they would have more control and better chance of success, which, you know, obviously the success on Netflix shows that they're able to do that. And um, I think we're always trying to look for those like minds that want to think about entertainment, not in the way it's been thought about for a hundred years, putting fan and audience engagement as part of the development process, not something you hope for after it. And it was a really easy fit for us. Then you find a story like Float, which, I mean, expounds fan engagement. Uh, Kate Marchand, who wrote it, um, you know, started writing it, got about halfway done, um, and kind of moved on to another project, said, I'm going to go write something else for a while. Fans were not having any of that. Uh, they were quite vocal that she should come back and finish the story. She finishes the story, and it jumps back up in the top 50 most read stories on Wattpad all of a sudden again and um you know when she finished it in 2018 it still remains one of our top paid stories on the platform so um you know you find a great partner in colony who wants to engage fans as early as possible in the process to increase success you find this story that has a rabid fan base who are knocking down uh kate marchion's door to get it finished um it was just a really great easy project to put together after that
0: So it's a
1: it's a YA story, right? Um. It is a YA story on this one. Um, you know, it's it's about a, a young woman who whose parents uh, are divorced and can't decide where she's going to spend the summer. Ends up in uh, with an aunt in Florida and uh, meets her next door neighbor who happens to be a swim instructor and all in all, it turns out, lo and behold, she can't swim. And it is a really thoughtful, fun, YA uh, drama romance around kind of learning who you are yourself. And uh, when, how to meet, you know, a chosen family versus your given family, Um, it's going to be a really beautiful story to bring to screen with them.
0: So I expect that, um, you know, this this idea of a built-in fan base, which you did, men- you did mention, uh, you know, Float uh, has more than, did you say 25 million reads?
1: Yeah, more than 25 uh,
0: million, yeah. Uh, so that, I mean, that's obviously not just a proof of concept, but, you know, evidence that there will be a market for the finished product.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that is... You know, I think in previous years, I would have said, you know, we hope our data is predictive. We now know that it is, you know, we've published enough books. We've seen the success of after kissing booth light is a feather that we know our data. We know our fans will follow those stories from one platform to another. Um, You know, when we sit down with the colony team, you know, that's what we want to foster. We, we don't see this as a proof of concept and, you know, uh, Robbie Amell, who is, you know, maybe a a producer on the project and star in it. He knows this genre really well, and he knows a fandom really well from, from his work on code eight as well. And he can look at this and go, yeah, this is, this is something that we're going to have a lot of success with and puts his time and effort into it. So, uh, no, we don't think it's a proof of concept. This is, this is far past that. This is a, an established story. Um, and I'm pretty sure any author with a book on a shelf would like to be able to turn around and say their book's been read 25 million times. So this is far from a, a proof of concept. And it shows the power of audience again. I don't think I'm going to say that enough during this chat. But you know okay. the audience is uh, is not wrong in this one.
0: Now, with a, a large and open platform like Wattpad, um, you're going to have people trying to either game the system or, or cheat, right? I mean, I'm wondering... You know, maybe you can talk a little bit about how do you scan for uh, people who are violating copyright or plagiarizing, um, posting inappropriate material, things like that. Um, To what extent do you police the platform um, and, you know, make sure that it's a safe, clean, well lighted place? So
1: I think the most important thing to understand is we do want to create a safe, uh, a safe space for people to exist. Um, we've invested a phenomenal amount in monitoring the community, protecting the community, giving writers tools to protect themselves when need be. Um, you know, we we work in, in the publishing and, and entertainment industry ourselves. I mean, uh, pirated content is something that we have no space for on our platform. Um, and really, if you look at the engagement, and, and that's what our, our platform is, you know, it's, it's not about just reading, it's not about just writing, it's about engagement. And when you look at that engagement, um, the way that our, our readers talk to our writers, the critiques they give, but the respectful critiques they give, the fact that it really are truly seeing community built around these stories and really fandom and transparent fandom between an author and a writer you see the kind of community that we've been able to grow since you know our inception in 2007 and that comes with understanding that we want a place for people to write who don't see their stories on screens elsewhere and without that beautiful engagement between author and audience without the ability to feel safe in your responses that doesn't happen so you know that engagement is really our proof point that we're doing some of really important work to ensure that we have just a vibrant community
0: but there are going to be accusations that hey you stole my idea um i mean I, you probably know about this dispute um over a couple of omegaverse um authors it's this uh strange uh, wolf human romance subgenre and um You know, can you copyright an idea? Um, How do you, you know, how do you interface with this sort of thing when it comes up in the Wattpad community?
1: Again, just taking a step back, I think the way people express their ideas, whether it's the Omegaverse, uh, which itself has a huge fandom, or uh, romance, horror, fantasy and the subgenres that, you know, are not necessarily something we've seen before on screens. Um, When you have something like Wattpad, you're going to see new ideas popping up. Mm -hmm. And our job really is to ensure that it's a safe place for those new ideas to pop up, that it's a safe place to discuss those new ideas, whether it's something that, you know, the old guard is comfortable with understanding today or whether they're going to understand it when After becomes, you know, one of the biggest indie movies of the year last year. That I don't have to worry about. What I have to worry about is that we have a a safe community that's building really brilliant IP that we then get to work with the best players around the world to create just something that fans love. Mm -hmm. Those fans are going to show you that no matter if you understood why that story was written originally, that it was an important piece of storytelling in in the
0: universe today. Okay. So I think what you're saying is the community is to some extent self-policing
1: and... uh while we give them the tools, you know, it is a key tenant that we create that safe space uh, ourselves. You know, that is something again that we invest in heavily. Um, but you know, you set the tone for your community, and we've been mm-hmm. very fortunate that our community um, continues to invest in in keeping it a, a, a really great place to spend on the internet.
0: Okay. Now, um, when you do, you know, surface a project um, that you're considering taking to a, a studio or a production partner. You do due diligence. I'm assuming to make sure that um, it is uh, unique and and will, you know, be suitable for adaptation. In other words, that it's not just a rewrite of Harry Potter. I'm making that up.
1: Um, Of course, we do, and that's that's the art, and that's where art meets science, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so I have a team of you know creative execs around the world, LA uh toronto jakarta manila uh and paris uh and their jobs are to use traditional story theory to understand the stories we have understand not only is there a story to be told but has this story been told 14 times in 22 different ways and therefore we don't need that again Mm -hmm. so it's never just saying you know as we spoke a little bit before oh this story is huge okay stop everything get the script written put it on the screen it's why is this story huge? What are the important points that let this grow an audience? And is there a way into that through adaptation with some of our partners or whether we take it on ourselves? You know, we announced our development fund a little earlier this year and, and work with great writers like David Arada on what happened that night where we see a way that we can accelerate the speed of our work by investing ourselves in, in development. But it is always, always that mix of understanding the story theory, uh, understanding the three acts or the runner plot for the series, and then matching that with why the audience came to this in the first place. So not every story is meant for screen, not every story is meant for shells. Some are only meant for one or the other and some are meant for neither. But you can't blindly assume that just because one of our execs loves something, it needs to be made. Just likewise, we don't just assume because an audience loves something, there's a way into it that can get it made today gotcha um, okay. so it really is that mix and i think i i would gather to say we're one of the only companies in the world if not the only one who is really blending that art and science together in 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 the mixer and really coming out with some really beautiful and successful projects from it.
0: uh so you mentioned the development fund what um what's different about this and and so you're working with you mentioned david arada with what happened that night and mm-hmm. Angela Lamana, am I saying that right? Yep, um, uh, Lamana yeah who, with the hand with the hand, um, so how did you choose those two and and how is this different from the other projects you you've, you've grain lit, so to speak?
1: yeah, so for a lot of our projects previous to this, you know we are working with partners you know sony TV in the u s is is you know uh, one of our biggest partners right now, and we work with them to choose what goes into development and, and uh, what to kick off and the creative paths and and such, you know, it's a a normal kind of day-to-day thing in Hollywood, I guess. Um, but we really truly believe in our own data. And the fact of the matter is, despite the number of partners we have in the world and despite the number of uh you know contacts and network that we have uh in LA alone, there's always going to be stories that don't fit what other people think or could or can be successful. And you can never begrudge that. You know, when you get into this business, you're going to spend a long time with whatever story you choose next. So make sure you love it. But we have that insight into why people love this. We can find a way into these stories. And when the rest of the town says, no, we want to still be able to say yes. So this is kind of our move towards speeding up the process. You know, I don't have to go and find somebody who loves what happened that night. David Arada gives us, a brilliant take on it, and we get to say, "Okay, go ahead, start writing." Angela Mana looks at the Hound, pitches why she thinks that's the right thing to do. We see that that matches with what the audience loves about it, and go, "Okay, let's go write a script." And so it's just moving us down that path a little faster. Where you know previously we've relied on partners for development, we get to say yes to some things ourselves, which just speeds up the process. And, frankly, lets us bet on our own data. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what this comes, comes down to is, of course, I want to be able to bet on my own data. I know it's predict I'm watching it again and again and again around the world. Why wouldn't I want to be able to put uh, some of our chips down on our own number?
0: Yeah. Well, do you see at some point, Aaron, you know, the kind of the circle getting complete here? In other words, you guys option a story, you develop it, and you produce it, and then maybe you bring it back to the Wattpad service.
1: Yeah, our, our CEO wrote this master plan document like three years ago. So I think it's three years into a 10-year plan. And um, what's amazing about it is, you know, verticalization is kind of the core of what we are trying to do here. You know, do I want to take the place of studios in our world? Not necessarily. That's not what I'm looking to do. But, you know, you actually pointed out we have, you know, 80 million users coming every month. We have over a billion uploads on the platforms of stories from every genre and 50 plus languages. So we have IP and audience. I mean, that's the holy grail of entertainment. And the more ways we can connect those two, whether it's through stories on Wattpad, a book on a shelf, uh, you know, the theme parks one day, I don't know. But it's all about (laughs) finding more and more ways uh, to connect audience with the story they love and finding ways to help authors grow careers and, you know, create really great business on top of that in in concert with those, those author partners. So um, verticalization is something we concentrate a lot and development fund is, you know, as you said, a perfect
0: example of of that
1: first step towards that. Hmm.
0: Well, naturally the Wattpad theme park, Wattpad land would have to include a kissing booth ride or something like that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, when we open up jobs for designers, Todd, I'll, I'll make sure you're at the top of the list.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, one other uh, point, and I think you touched on this. Um, you've seen you well. You you do business for all around the world, um, and you're seeing you know a good reception in the U.S., but also um, internationally. Why? Why do you think that's um, particularly the case?
1: So. International has always been a really core strategy for WAPAD Studios. You know, day one when we said we're going to go make content, we never said we were going to go make US content only. Um, Part of the reason is our audience is all over the world. You know, you're you're really talking about, you know, across North America, Latin America, uh, EU, and Asia, and nicely split between those four regions, really. and when you look at the wealth of content, the writing that's coming out of each of these countries, and you realize that globally, for so long, entertainment has been dominated by US-centric content, and you're just starting to see that flicker of global content having a much bigger mind space in, in every consumer around the world. You thought, what better thing to do than work with the biggest and best producers across countries, You know, whether it's Bavaria fiction, you know, media set, media, or the in, very fiction in Germany, media set in Italy or media pro in Singapore, why not work with people who understand a local culture and start finding stories that will resonate there with the hope that there's some global strength to that as well. Um, and day one, we said international will be just as important as, as you know domestic. And I use that in, in quotes because they're both so equal now. I don't know which one's the international market some days. Uh, and, we want to see the next biggest story or the next biggest hit in the U.S. come from Singapore. I'm going to love when the next biggest hit from France came from Indonesia. And you see certain, you see a lot of that these days, especially with streaming being so global, Mm -hmm. that you're seeing those hits come from other countries. And we really think we can be a cornerstone in that strategy for any of our partners. When you know that you have a story that was huge in the U.S., but the next three biggest countries for it were, you know, france italy and denmark all right now we have targets for international markets right away built in so it's just another way we can look at our audience in a way to support us in in multiple countries all to say is that international um, it's it's always been a core pillar of what we've tried to set up here at studios and we want to work with those local partners because they understand the local markets and the last thing we want to do is push a gaze from another country onto a local market. We wanna do something as authentic as possible in that market, so you have to work with local partners to do that.
0: hmm now does the process, you know, generally speaking, work the same way? In other words, the story, DNA machine, uh, machine learning, that, that works in different languages, in different cultures, or are there variations based on the local culture, for example?
1: So what's important is that the data that gets created locally is from local audience. So it's less about how we analyze it. You know, we like to be kind of uh, consistent in how we're looking at our data. Um, but you're not going to apply your, the thing you learned in the U S to um, a Spanish market. Like okay. you, that's not totally congruent. So we start looking at what's important in, Indonesia, Philippines, uh Singapore, and saying, why is this important in this country? Work with our partners to understand that, and then start deciding if there's global application to it. And sometimes we're just going to make a really brilliant local series. That that could be where it stops. But in a lot of cases, more and more of our partners are saying, Yeah, we want to start here, but we know, you know, some good subtitling on this, and it's going to do really well on a global streaming service, and we can sell it there as well. So mm-hmm. look, the process is the same. The way we understand audience, the way not only my creative team, but, you know, our data teams kind of come together to create a real, true X-ray understanding of a story remains the same, but we're going to apply different data sets, if I can be a little nerdy for a second, to it, you know. It is mm-hmm. about using that local understanding to really find why that story is important before we go into development. with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, your, your discussion and your philosophy of art versus science here, um, do you encounter any sort of culture shock with people from Hollywood who, you know, they know a good story when they see it and, and I don't need the data to tell me one way or the other. Um, or maybe they're skeptical of like, well, you know, maybe maybe it works on the on Wattpad, but if it really, really works as a TV show or a, a movie. I mean, do you encounter any skepticism like that?
1: I think naturally when you're innovating within a market in in a market that's already being disrupted i think you're always going to find people who want to hold on to the way things were i think the most important thing and, and this is why we have such a great list of partners you know from you know eric five to ucb to to uh, sony tv a very fiction around the world is because that that moment of resisting change i think is really In itself, changing. And look, more money is being spent on content than ever before. It doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime in the near future. In fact, it's going to accelerate to a pace that I don't think any of us can concept some days. Um, But with more money comes more risk. You know, as the streaming wars really start to kick off, there's more to be lost by some of the biggest players in the world. And if we just keep going by people's gut feel of, oh, I think this is a good story, well, you know, you're only good as your last story. And if this one didn't work out, okay, well, who cares if you're batting a thousand for the previous three? So Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do is change that and get away from the fact that we have to keep doing prequels and sequels and pre-sequels and reboots. And you know, we want to see new IP, we want to see it from diverse voices. We want to see it from points of view that we don't get to see. And that's what the audience is about. Mm -hmm. And and it's also why I don't ship just a spreadsheet with some numbers to anyone. (laughs) In the business it's sitting down with our creative team understanding what you love the ethos of storytelling you want to be part of and finding that match for your law pad and saying look this is big and here are the reasons it's big here's the reasons why it's important can you get behind that Mm -hmm. but more and more we're seeing that that conversation of oh no i can pick a story better than your audience can it's changing because frankly streaming is about audience like it is the purest form of being able to test audience which you know, has never really been there before. And what we're giving those development executives, those writers, the directors, um, the editors, is a new tool. It's not taking away their creative merit, their creative capability. I mean, we get to work with some of the best creators in the world, both on and off our platform. Um, but it's giving them a new tool because you know every screenwriter had that moment where they didn't know whether to go left or right in their in their own story. And if all of a sudden we can go, hey, I'm not telling you definitely to go left, but I'm telling you, 20 million people really enjoyed when it went left. <laughs> you know, think about it.
0: That's a How strong that signal. Like?
1: Yeah, and and you might decide to go right anyways, but at least you know that you're gonna have the audience a little upset at that, and that's okay. You created some emotion, but it's it's a new new set of tools that have just never been available, especially to producers who have never had access to the data that you know networks have had in the in the past. Mm-hmm. So, I think you know, as you said, you know, we're still going to find people who go, I don't know, you know, ones and zeros, is this really going to help us? But when you start seeing past that, when you start understanding that we're here to help and make better decisions and find new storytelling from new diverse voices around the world, the skepticism is really starting to wash away quickly.
0: Hmm. Now, um, Aaron, you mentioned, you know, content, uh, spending on content is just going to continue. And, um, at the same time, you know we're in the middle of this um, worldwide health pandemic, and that has stopped production in a lot of areas. I mean, it's it's continuing in some geographies, and it's slowly reopening here in the U.S. But in um, Canada, but um, I mean, has that you know slowed down your pipeline?
1: I think something really interesting happened during this past few months for us. First of all. Um, people were stuck in their houses and they needed a, a, a way to kind of deal with what was going on. They needed a moment of catharsis for themselves and it actually, they came to Wattpad. I mean, we saw 50% increase in reading, but a 150% increase in in writing happening. So the first part of our pipeline was exceptionally healthy. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw more stories being created more often by more people. I mean, we were already... Even you know before that, we're adding almost a new user every second of the day. So um, we really saw just this massive amount of creativity come, and we saw our big stories get bigger. We saw you know new subgenres like quarantine romance come to come to bear. But it, Wattpad really gave the world a way to express themselves in a moment where it was really hard to connect with people, and that engagement was with their audience online. And that that was really important for us. So the first part of our pipeline was exceptionally healthy. But the next thing that happened is, for every actor, director, producer, who always says they want to read things, they all of a sudden had time to read things. And when you're sitting on one of the largest IP libraries of all time in the history of the universe, we can fulfill a lot of asks for people who want to read. So we saw a huge jump in the amount of development we got to be part of. Hmm. Um, Sent out more stories maybe than ever before in, in just this short time Um, and has kept the team exceptionally busy in, you know, taking the requests and finding new stories that, that are important to our audience over this time. So overall, I mean, you know, it is great to see production coming back. Um, You know, it's, it's important to us you know we just um earlier announced uh you know the number three and four in the after series uh are going to be shot soon as well um and who's doing that uh voltage it's it's still working with voltage on that got it Uh, we worked with that movie too um but uh you know watching production come back safely globally is super important to us but but to know that, you know, as it comes up, we've been able to see more and more of our stories into development is really, was a really kind of interesting outcome from this pandemic that, um, you know, came to Wattpad,
0: I'd say. Hmm. Because studios and, and production companies were looking for products they could move forward with once they could. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And, and like I said, in a moment where people all of a sudden had time to read, everyone who said, oh, I want to read. We're too busy doing their day job, you know, we, we have a billion uploads almost to uh, start mm-hmm. reaching into and finding your next favorite story.
0: Yeah, and that Quarantine Romance you mentioned, that's by the author of The Kissing Booth, Beth Riechels, Right, One of them, She's yeah, lock, of them.
1: Lockdown Lane. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, we, uh, we're actually, yeah, Lockdown on London Lane. She started writing it during, uh, obviously during the pandemic. Um, it's already amassed, you know, hundreds of thousands of reads in like a really short period of time. And we're lucky enough to be working with her to publish it through Wattpad Books, um, in 2022. So, uh, that's a really great story to see Beth. You had such success with, um, The Kissing Booth Boats as a published book, you know, when she started writing it in 2011, I, mean, she, I think she was the, one of the youngest teens ever to get a multi-book deal, which was like times top 40 teens in the world one year. Um, all the way to see two super hit movies on Netflix and then to be able to work with her again. Um, it shows just the power of the community of Wattpad and the faith that our authors have in, in helping, you know, take their stories to new levels.
0: Hmm. That's amazing. Um, so, and I'm wondering how much do you personally read on Wattpad? And um, I mean, do you read for enjoyment? Um, do you look at, you know, are you sent uh, a subset of, uh, stuff to review kind of thing, or how do you work with, um, with all of this material? Uh,
1: I will say I'm never at a lack for material to read when I need <laughs> to, whether it be, uh, books we've published books, we're going to publish scripts, et cetera. Um, you know, we have an amazing, I have an amazing content strategy team, uh, who is always diving into the the nooks and crannies of Wattpad and finding you know new big stories and hidden gems? Um, but I always like to do my own hunting. You know, I've I've been at Wattpad for seven years. I have my own tricks as well, uh, and uh, I read genres that I never thought I would read before I came to Wattpad that I'm in love with myself now. And so I like to dive into the corners and and find those next great stories as well. I get to bring them to our development meetings also. Um, But I'm really fortunate that uh, our content teams have spent so much time so thoughtfully thinking about how we find content that uh, I am never at a loss for my Wattpad library being full of great things to read.
0: And I assume, I mean, meanwhile, you have to stay up to date on what's happening in the entertainment industry at large. Uh, You know, I mean, have you seen Tenet, for example?
1: I have not seen Tenet yet. Um, I have not made it out to a theater yet, unfortunately. Uh, But... I'm planning to uh, hopefully next week uh, I have a little more time. My daughter gets to go back to school. Um, But yeah, look, I'm always abreast of of what's going on in the industry. And it's the most fun part of my job is, you know, I get to spend my morning reading my afternoon, watching film and my evening watching series. And sometimes it's two books in one series or three films and no series. But um, I think it's one of the interesting things only Wattpad studios is doing. I mean, we are thinking about the entire ecosystem of what entertains human beings, not just film, not just TV, not just books, not just games, not just podcasts, but how do those all fit together around what I think is gonna be maybe the most important term in content from here on out, which is story world, right? It's no longer good enough just to have a hit film. It's no longer good enough to have a couple seasons of a series. You have to find more ways to keep fandoms engaged And it has to be bigger than just a franchise. There has to be a world built around it. And that's what we think about all day. And it's not just that the way it, I mean, the way it used to be write a book, find an agent, get it published, get it picked up for film or TV. And, you know, seven years later, there's a film. We have a lot of books that will hit a screen before it got a publishing deal, before we published it. Uh, We'll have a lot of that will go to be a game before it was a film. Like, so... We don't have to think about things in order anymore at Wattpad. We have to think about the right way to tell a story. And because we're focused on story world, um, we really have to have a heartbeat of what's going on in entertainment, literally around the world. Not just entertainment, I should say, what entertains people. Mm
0: -hmm. What's a a good example, or what's maybe the optimal example of story world, in your opinion?
1: Uh, um, I mean, look, after it's really hard to argue that after is in a complete world unto itself. Uh, it's a universe that could be explored in a million different ways. And and Anna Todd's done a phenomenal job of that. You know, you're talking about seven books in the series selling tens of millions of copies in print around the world. You're talking about a fandom that's created more fan art than you could ever get your head around. You're talking about, you know, one of the biggest indie movies last year and now really one of the number one releases this year already. Um, you know, and, and like I said, selling out all its pre-sales and, and ahead of tenant and New Mutants in a lot of places um, with two more movies coming, then, you know, the work that she's done on merchandising and herself becoming, um, you know, as big, and Todd is as big as her story. I mean, if you look at how she works with her fandom, how much they respect her and listen to her and look up to her. I mean, that is just a perfect example of, of an author who understands story world and and hopefully us as as partners with her helping to create
0: that. But I'm thinking also of of non-Wattpad franchises. I mean, Marvel or DC universes. I think think
1: there's that really famous uh, drawing that, you know, it's a story from a Harvard business uh, article a few years back, you know, someone went down to the archives of Disney and found, you know, Disney's original drawing of how we want to build his empire. And, you know, over here is a theme park and merchandising and film and TV. And there's all these arrows crisscrossing everywhere, but in the center of it is creators. And, you know, we really take that kind of model to heart, right? You know, Disney may have drawn that, you know, X decades ago, but for us being centered around creators, being centered around the story world is what's going to be successful. So, you know, you can look at Disney, of course, and said they have done it in 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 multiple ways over time. But it's really because keeping those creators at the core of what you do is what allows you to work with a story world instead of just the output of a story world. And that's always going to be the most important thing to us as a studio is you know how are we working with our creators, our writers, and furthering their career to help build out worlds that you know even we haven't thought of yet.
0: Aaron Levitt, head of Wattpad Studios. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Todd. I loved it. This has been another episode of Strictly Business. Tune in next week for another helping of scintillating conversation with media movers and shakers. And please make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear future episodes. Also, leave a review in Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing. <laughs>